We, as people, rarely provide for the freedom we have so adored over the last 240 years. That in those 12 scores of time did see people fight for and die to give others their freedoms, not without setbacks or subversions, but a never-ending competition to maintain what those freedoms truly are at their zenith. The arguments about the past lacking a totality of liberty measures for all forgets that no one was actually much free to do anything under the powers of European monarchs and the papacy. The first step in all endeavors is, in, is to untether from forces that no longer have your particular interest at heart. Yet, it takes a steel, a fortitude, a special kind of bravery to first contemplate, then act, and more valiantly and serendipitously succeed in that glorious action. The founders, whether you accept them as men of character or debase them down to the self-interested, had more guts and gumption than any men or women or transgender in the United States today. The founders faced, and many did, hangings and penniless as the outcome of their overt acts. Who in America today will die for their rights to speak freely, maintain arms, seek redress of grievances, afford due process to all, keep at bay foreign adversaries, seek not foreign entanglements, afford liberty and commerce to all, and votes to those vested in the success of this great experiment. One hears the groans from the Hegelian-minded, that of exploitative of resources, while smearing anyone that dared to fight or act to create anything of value. Those weak-willed creatures that covet that which they do not have, and presume all is merely a convenience of inheritance by a selected few. Such is the narrow-minded thoughts brought by the foreign adversaries we once escaped, the subversion of an open society that lost its values, not due to its common people lacking them, but rather a homegrown aristocracy that adopted the subverting poisons of our long-ago cousins and the modern eastern enemies. These subversions never ceased after independence. Those cousined enemies tried to divide us barely scored after birth with foreign entanglements. Thereafter, the flaw of slavery's existence made for a two-score argument until enough blood was shed to make that constitutional correction in that original blight during our fourth score. Again, our British cousins were heavily involved. By the turn of the next century, our commerce provided the world's goods, and an introduction as well to reveling opportunities. <clears throat> Nevertheless, ill-designing men carried forth a rash of legislation to attach our purse to international interests, while as well offering inharmonious values from our cousins on the continent. Those cousins soon financed up bloodthirsty radicals for war and revolution, to the deaths, deaths of millions of their own common people. It was, too, an aristocracy, not the common people, that fomented our country's entry into two world wars, of which one was justly of our gravest concern, even as that, as well, was premeditated by a desirous administration in Washington, D.C. The issues thereafter on the home front were, as well, acts of subversion, a bitterness, 
and the ongoing struggle to make for a democratically-minded population in a constitutional republic with laws and values favored. Instead, agencies grew to undo the very precepts of liberty, of trade, of free association, as naturally as a class of lords will slither around under a feudal despot. Our Constitution is silent to their existence, yet we allowed representatives and presidents and high courts to delegate powers to these agencies they, themselves, do not have. Such has been the albatross weighing our great experiment down for the last five score. The ongoing struggle for rights on our home front, or acts of seeding divide and rule from the same cousins and foreign adversaries that those malignant forces in Washington, D.C. made a Faustian bargain with to our country's detriment and gutting. When one forgoes morality or beliefs or principles, then one can expect a devil to blight one's path soon. The devil eagerly encourages those most resentful of toil and labor, of slow progress, and of independence and isolation, while also obliging to the quickest schemes of avarice, of gluttony, and of power for power's sake. This has befallen the United States since the last great war. Many have seen this encroaching doom for their entire lives, but kept their tongues muted in hopes the devil would soon be gone. But the devil has demons aplenty to spare in a world more divorced than ever from a grounding in nature, philosophy, sacrifice, and frugality. The consumerism and idolatry of technology handed down from the agency through kleptocratic corporations that could buy their man or whore their woman for just a pittance of their wealth. Meanwhile, those cousins, bankrupt financially and morally, and despising of anyone's rights, have aligned with our eastern enemies to finish out their long-held objective to destroy, by a thousand cuts, the great experiment. The question still remains, will people fight again for our freedoms? Not just in the United States. Not just our closest cousin to the north, who have already shown their mettle. Or all the countries interfered with by those agencies to the south of our borders but rather the entirety of the human race to throw off the shackles of their most offending despots at large and their lesser demons that carried out the devilish designs. Or as our document of independence put so beautifully, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any former government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as, this, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. We shall see in due time whether the spirit of liberty has one last battle to wage against the force of evil.